Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1596. The topic is training and the title is Slow Grind or Progress in Stages. Okay, so I have a new client. We've been kind of discussing about how they want to start their journey together. And the client has been using a slow grind approach with their past coach. Yeah, but they now want to use stages. So the previous coach wasn't really responding much. They would get one or two responses a month. It was often, it, it felt as if it wasn't personalized. Like the response would be, great job, keep going, here's the next steps. And they're like, well, how many people have they copied and pasted that to? <laughs> you know, and they were just really getting frustrated. And they had written to the coach saying that they were feeling like mental burnout with the approach that they were using, but they weren't getting anything, like the coach wasn't responding. They were just kind of getting the same basic responses as if what they wrote like didn't exist. So real quick, I want to definitely say to any of my clients, whatever thoughts you're having, please share them. That's why all my clients have a online Google Doc that they have, and it's an individual journal. So every client has their own document and they can access it 24-7, they can write whatever they want, and uh, they ask a bunch of questions, but also just give me, you know, share your thoughts. If you're ever feeling burned out, if you're ever feeling, feeling frustrated, if you're ever uncertain, always, always, always let me know. Now, uh, the client has been working on getting stronger and bigger, but they're mostly concerned with getting bigger, for the last two years. They've grown from 160 pounds to 180 pounds with the same conditioning, and they said that they've increased strength in their main lifts, but that really hasn't been their main focus, and it's not really, like, they're happy when that increases, but that's not their main motivator. So they were uncertain if 20 pounds in two years was, quote-unquote, good. And they were really feeling burned out by having that slow grind approach, and they were really frustrated that they're not getting any responses uh, from their coach. So they knew someone that worked with me, so now all of a sudden, we're working together. <laughs> so... What they used to do with the coach was they would send photos every two weeks to the coach. And then, like they said, they, they would often only get like a one-sentence response, and there would be some adjustment to their macros. So for nutrition, uh, the last adjustment was the increased training and non-training day calories by 50. That was it. That was all they were told to do. And that was, was supposed to be the adjustment they would make for the next four weeks. But there was no information as to where those 50 calories should come from, whether it was protein, carbs, or fats, or should it be early in the day, end of the day. There was no extra details. So the client just got frustrated, and that was kind of like the last straw. And now that I've been talking with the client, it's interesting in the sense to where when we first started uh, talking back and forth, one of the things they really wanted to show me was how consistent they had been and how and the quality of their effort they and you know I'm, I'm kind of speaking for them <laughs> and I definitely could be wrong here but there was they wanted recognition they wanted recognition that they had been doing everything right and they weren't getting that recognition from their previous coach so when we started talking they really wanted me to see it and they wanted me to know that they work hard they're dedicated and whatever I ask them to do, they're going to do. So they would like someone to invest that same energy back into them. And it was awesome. So they, they showed me their, their training logs, nutrition logs, everything they tracked. And freaking, man, they crushed it. 
Like, I, I didn't see any misses. You know, like, never missed meal, never missed anything in training. Uh, I'm sure it might have been in there, but from what I saw, it was just ridiculous consistency. Absolutely excellent, excellent job. But they were feeling burned out. So whenever we started talking, they asked if I would be willing to try a new approach with them. And they wanted to try an approach that had kind of stages, was a term they used, or kind of like seasons. And they felt that they would be more motivated, kind of with a fresh new start, new coach. They would also be more motivated with a new approach. And they would be more motivated in spurts of changing focus rather than a slow grind. So periods where they would really push for growth, then periods where they would try to clean up any maybe fat gain that might have been created during that growth period, maybe a stage where we went on high volume, like lower weight loads, then a stage where we went heavier weight loads, lower volume. They really wanted to have more variety in what they were doing. So that kind of brought up the question that I thought would be good to discuss in the podcast is which is best for you? Should you use the slow grind approach? Or should you progress in stages? And really, the answer is it depends. (laughs) You know, it depends on your personality. And there are parameters to the stages that need to be upheld if you want to have the stages approach actually work. You know, you can't balk for four weeks, cut for four weeks, balk for four weeks, cut for four weeks. It's too damn fast. You're never going to actually make long-term progress. You have to balk long enough to get your set point of body weight to change. Then you have to cut getting leaner without messing up that set point. So it's very specific. There's very specific ways you have to do it. But in general, you can use a slow grind approach or you can use stages approach. It's totally fine. Slow grind works really well. And what I mean by slow grind, I guess I should define that, (laughs) is you have an approach that you're using, but there's not a lot of change to it. You're like, okay, this is my training day calories. These are my non-training day calories. I might be changing my programming every four weeks, but I'm not going through specific periods where I'm trying to push my body weight up, specific periods where I'm trying to pull my body weight down. It's all just kind of like a nice, like even flow. So you're trying to get a little bit bigger, try to get a little bit leaner, try to get a little bit bigger, try to get a little bit leaner. And you're trying to do a little bit of both at the same time. That slow grind approach works great. And it absolutely works. Like I've worked with over 3,000 people. I've helped people earn pro cards uh, in aesthetic sports. So I can tell you that you can do it in stages or a slow grind. They absolutely both work. I've done it both ways. Now, the slow grind works best if the person likes consistency. So if they're a person where like they like it being A, B, C. And if they do A, B, C, they're doing a great job. They feel very happy. They're very content. That, that improves their mental health, emotional health. They like everything being as black and white as possible. And this is what I do. This is how I do it. <laughs> you know, so if they like that type of consistency and if they have a lot of other life stressors, you know, if they have a lot of other crap going on in their life, changing what they eat too often would be a huge stressor. Changing how they're trained too often would be a huge stressor. So if they have a lot of other life stresses, it's better to take the slow grind approach. And if their goal is long-term. So they don't have, like, I'm not trying to get ready for a competition in six months. You know, they're like, I want to be bigger and stronger and leaner. I want I want all the good stuff, but I kind of just want it. I don't necessarily have a deadline. Like maybe I'm going on you know, summer vacation in four months. It might be nice to look nicer for that vacation, but I still want to keep doing this after the vacation. I'm not doing it just to the vacation. So if you have, if you are a person who loves consistency and that gives you mental and emotional health, if you have a lot of other stressors going on in your life, and if your goal is kind of long-term, the slow grind is a really great approach. 
Now, stages. Like, who is it best to go in stages? Well, if the person is motivated by change, meaning they're like, I want I want a couple weeks, like maybe four to eight, maybe even up to 12 weeks. I just want to go for growth. I'm going to go nuts. I'm going to go for it. And then after that, maybe we're going to do four to eight weeks of trying to cut. And if I think about the diet, I'd have to be when I'm cutting, I know it's going to be more restrictive and I'll be okay with that. I can hammer that down to laser focus for eight weeks. If I know that for 12 weeks beforehand, I'm focusing more on growth. So they tend to be motivated by having stages of focus. And that, that's exciting to them. It's like, okay, I can do anything for eight weeks. I can do anything for 12 weeks. You know, those kind of approaches. And if they have the capacity for a change, stress. So if they have some capacity, some margin in their life where if we change what and when and how much they're eating, you know, it might take them a week to kind of get that figured out, but they don't mind. They don't mind the the experimentation, the change up. They, they're okay with that. They have margin for that in their life. And also if their goal is short-term or seasonal. So maybe they do want to get ready for something in six weeks, then you have to hammer hard and really focus on what goal you want the most in the next six weeks. You know, if you have a vacation coming up, like maybe you're going to a class reunion and you're going to a, a class reunion in 12 weeks and you're like, for the love of God, I just want to be shredded in 12 weeks. Then I'll be like, okay, let's freaking go for it. <laughs> you know, so that's a hard, hard push into being lean. So that's more of like a stages approach because after the uh, class reunion, we got to undo what we, you know, some of the stress that we did and we have to figure out how do we eat after that, you know, in the after, after, how do we eat after that goal. So we don't just put back on all the weight that we want, like that we try to take off, you know. And then also maybe somebody wants more experiences. So I work with a lot of personal trainers, over half of my clients are personal trainers, and they like experiences. They like feeling bulking periods versus cutting periods versus strength periods versus growth periods. So they want more experiences, which helps them have more learning moments and ways they can relate to clients and ways they can just kind of learn more about their body. So there are sometimes in some people where slow grind approach works best. There are sometimes in some people where stages approach works best. So it's just kind of, you know, what do you need and when do you need it? You can definitely switch back and forth. There's no, you know, if you start with stages, it doesn't mean you can never go slow grind. And if you're in a slow grind, it doesn't mean you can't transition into stages. It's just kind of back and forth as you need. When you're doing a slow grind, you have to track your nutrition you know, tracking your calories, your protein, distribution, tracking all the stuff we talk about in podcast 1,232. You also want to track your training progressions. You have to make sure you're progressing in your training. I, I train clients. Uh, our training program changes every four weeks. The first week, they're trying to get a feel of the movements, kind of learn the movements. Second week, they're still kind of feeling it out, but they can start to test their muscles a little bit more. And then but the third and fourth week, they kind of really have a feel of what's going on, and they can really drive and hard and push their muscles into failure. So I like that because then we switch and the first week of the next program is more going back to that learning of the movements and it's almost like a deload, like a lesser intensity week. So we have a lower intensity, still really freaking hard. They're going to, you know, all my clients will be like, you're kidding me, the first week is miserable. <laughs> but it's a lower intensity in regards to like nervous system stress. So not how you perceive the workout, but how your body perceives the workout. Week one is the lowest CNS hit. Week two is a little bit more. Week three and four are harder hits. Then you go to the next program, you go back to a load, allow the CNS to recover from the previous week uh, workouts, uh, previous programs, week three and four. So it's kind of a little bit of like a cyclical recovery phase and pushing phase for the CNS, which helps me get people a lot stronger, a lot faster, because I just build in the 
uh, CNS recovery into four weeks rather than using a fifth week to do a deload or a ninth week. You know, sometimes people do like eight-week programs, take a week off, basically. And I'm like, oh, you're just throwing away a week, you know? So I build that into the program in the exercise selections and the weight load selections that I choose per exercise. So, for example, if I know the person needs a greater recovery uh, during the next four weeks, I'll pick exercises that have a lesser weight load. They still feel maximally difficult, but I, ha I choose exercises that are minimal in weight load. So, for example, I, you know, we might switch from a back squat into a front squat. Front squats are awful. They're really freaking hard, but there's no way in hell you're going to front squat what you can back squat, right? Uh, so, a front squat, in a sense, is a way to allow for greater recovery of the CNS as compared to four weeks of a back squat. So that's how I build it in, is through the, the changing every four weeks plus the exercise selection every four weeks based on how that individual client needs yeah, and what their needs are at the moment. So I love all that. So I love all that because I can build it all into the program. They probably have no clue what's happening, but it allows for us to make a lot faster progress with a lot um, like less like injury concerns or body annoyances. So if you have a slow grind, you track nutrition, you track training progress, and you change your program every four weeks. That's actually the exact same thing that you would do for stages, so whether you're approaching it in stages or slow grind. You track nutrition, you track training progressions, and you change every four weeks. Now, when you're doing the slow grind, your markers of progress are going to be mostly clothes and photos. So I love photos. If a client doesn't mind sending me photos, it's the best way for me to tell what's happening by far. Uh, because if their if their goal is aesthetic change, you know, if they're a strength athlete, there's no need for me to have photos whatsoever. Uh, that would be creepy if I were to ask you for that. But um, photos are great for aesthetic change. Strength athletes, then we do try to check, you know, the main lifts when we come back around to them. We check progressions when we come back to accessory exercises, maybe being repeated every eight to twelve weeks, stuff like that. But when you're talking about somebody who wants aesthetic development, photos is a great way to track progress because that's the marker of progress. If I want to get stronger squats, how much weight I use in squats is my marker of progress. Pretty damn, you know, squat, squat. If I want to get better at squat, I squat. If I want to look better, I have to look at how I look. Right? Makes sense. So how I look is a great way to track how I look. <laughs> so photos are very helpful. And then clothes are helpful in the sense to where if you have a tight pair of pants and a tight shirt, something like that, you would try those on every four weeks. And hopefully, you know, it's getting looser in the waist. But maybe, you know, if you want to get bigger muscles, hopefully it's getting tighter across the chest, the shoulders, the arms. If you want to get bigger thighs, hopefully it's getting tighter across the thighs, but not necessarily at the belly. You know, some of my female clients, and even male clients actually, when they grow their glutes, like the, the pants might be tight across the waist, I mean across the hips, but there's still like a little bit of looseness in the belly area. So we use photos in clothes when you're going for a slow grind goal. And then basically when you make changes, you kind of make changes based on what you see. If weight change is part of their goal, then we will use body weight scale. But most often I just like using photos and clothes. And we change based on what we see when we see it. There's really no timeline component to a slow grind. You just want to be seeing progress long term. When you use a stages approach, as I said, it's the same elements. You're still tracking nutrition and training progressions. You're still changing your program every four weeks. But the change in the program is typically done at time deadlines, like predetermined timelines. So you might bulk for eight weeks, cut for four. You know, or bulk for 12 weeks, cut for 12. 
you just kind of you pick time frames and they're dependent on the person's you know muscle mass leanness and then eventually you learn you know which do they respond faster to building tissue or cutting body fat and then you start extending the one that's slower response shortening the one's faster response so there's a lot of individual personalization but typically the changes in the program are based on a predetermined kind of deadline not based on what you see by that deadline now granted if i'm trying to bulk i'm probably going to want to see some weight gain you know so if i'm bulking for 12 weeks i'd like to see you know, maybe 8, eight to 10, 12 pounds added over 12 weeks. If I gain zero pounds over 12 weeks, there's no way in hell I should have gotten to week 12 and not have already adjusted something. <laughs> so you should have known beforehand that something was crap. You know, you're not going to get to week 12 and then find out that you're off track. So typically these changes are done in timeline stages. So again, slow grind, you change based on what you see, you know, in your markers, your, your progress markers. And then stages approach, you change based on specific dates or planned time periods. Now you can do extensions if you need to, but typically you're changing based on dates and times, not based on what you see. So an example of this, um, let's say somebody wants a, a slow grind approach and they want to build more muscle and they want to get leaner. So they want more muscle tissue and they want to be leaner than what they are. Well, if you're doing a slow grind approach, then you have caloric cycling set up. So you do have greater calories on training days to push surplus, you know, caloric surplus and protein surplus to push for more growth since you have the damage stimulus uh, from the training. And then on non-training days, you try to more so hold steady, like kind of like maintenance level calories. You wouldn't want to get too much of a deficit because there's already going to be an underlying existing deficit due to the muscle tissue damage coming into the non-training day. So they're already going to be in a caloric, a greater caloric usage rate. So if you just go for maintenance calories on non-training days, that actually is creating a deficit. You don't want to actually be purposefully deficited in your calories because that doubles up the deficit and that can actually limit growth on non-training days if you restrict calories too much. So that's kind of the balance you want, is you want a surplus of calories on training days, maintenance level calories on non-training days. And then you look at photos, and you adjust as you need, when you need. Now, a stages approach with the same person, maybe they want to get, again, more muscle and they want to be leaner. They want to do both. Well, then you go through stages, as hence the name. There's a bulking stage and a cutting stage. So the length of each stage kind of depends on the each person like what they need so maybe maybe they're leaner but they really don't have any muscle so you might take that bulking phase a little bit longer and the cutting phase shorter maybe they are kind of soft so they really do have some fat to lose and you're like oh, i gotta kind of even out these stages i might actually push a little harder in the cutting stages to see what muscle mass we actually have so you'll modify the stage length based on the individual person's needs and then when you hit the deadline for that stage you push harder into the next like the next stage and again, you look at photos, but this time you're probably going to look at scale as well because you are pushing weight change when you're doing it in stages. So you look at photos and the scale, and then you're going to adjust the intensity and the length of each stage based on what you see as you go from stage to stage. So should you use a slow grind or make progress in stages? It, 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 either way. You can do it either way. It depends on what works for you. Uh, as I said, both have been effective. I've helped people earn pro cards with both ways. So it just depends on what fits you. You know, slow grind is the person loves a lot of consistency. That makes them mentally, emotionally healthy. Uh, if they have a lot of other stressors going on in their life and if their goal is kind of like long-term down the road. 
Stages are great if the person is motivated by change, if they have the capacity for change, you know, change stress, and if their goal is short-term or seasonal, and if they want more experiences through stages to help with more learning moments. But you can pick whichever works for you, and you can switch uh, flip-flop back and forth, switch it up however you need. So a couple of podcasts I think will be helpful is podcast 1,565. It's a Q&A podcast titled How Fast Can I Grow? You're probably going to want to know that. <laughs> podcast 1,490 is a Q&A podcast titled How Fast Should Strength Increase? So if you're more of a strength-based person, you'd want to listen to that podcast. And then also podcast 737 is a really good one. It's a mindset podcast titled I'm Not Getting the Results I Want. And that's going to help you just kind of check on yourself And if you're not getting the results you want, are you actually doing everything that you're supposed to be doing? Okay, so those are really helpful podcasts. Check those out. If you have any questions, follow-up questions about uh, your approach, just let me know. Uh, As always, this podcast is intended to be whatever you need it to be. Whatever questions you have, I answer for free. That's the awesome part about the podcast. It's the whole point of the podcast. Cool. So if you have any questions, feedback, suggestions, anything you want to know, let me know in my email, brutalironjim at gmail.com. If you like our podcast, please share it. When you share it, let people know that we answer questions for free. That's the whole benefit of the service. Thank you to those who donate to support the podcast, which you can do on our website, www.brutalironjim.com. There's a high hosting cost. I give an hour to it every day. Uh, I really feel that it's a blessing to be able to help people for free. They can ask any questions they want and just have this be a resource that's available to them whenever they want it. So thank you to those who donate so that way we can continue to do this. Also, if you like the information we share in our podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. I post on Instagram every day, on YouTube a lot. So find us and follow us under the name Brutal Iron Gym. As always, I hope this was helpful and thank you for listening.